at 8 a.m any shot i could talk you into there's no shot there's no shot that's six hours from now that is 36 hours from now no thank you <laughs> 8 a.m on a sat mm-hmm. nah bruv nah bruh i'm not doing two or three four five or six eight through 75 <laughs> be proud of that one are <laughs> you proud of that one i i think it deserved that was like a solid passing give it a c no, that was the equivalent of that A, B, C, D, E, F, U, and You know what I'm talking about, right? No, they've added uh, that they did G, H, I, I love you still. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> that's not real. It's There's no real. way that's real. It's, it's real. It's real. It is oh real. Oh, my God. Because I know oh the God. A, B, C, D, E, F, U... I said, oh, you know, so I saw, I started watching a TikTok. I was like, oh, it's going to be that one. And then it, after it hit F, then it like came, became a lot softer. For my, Stop. you know, my music aficionados out there, Stop. there was a decrescendo. Mm. And then they started Come to on do, now. then a male started singing. singing. Wait, but I thought it was a girl who sang. Yes, the oh, girl singing original one. That apparently some guy comes in, G-H-I. I love you still, and you know I always will. <laughs> who says white people have no culture who says white people have no culture oh god <laughs> but yes i watched the hype house documentary and honestly it was very entertaining mm. i didn't think that i would like it as much as i did but i i think that the drama that was happening in there that's just what happens when you put everyone under 20 and under on in a house because yeah even the oldest person which was um nikita dragon she's 20 she's our age she's 25 she Wait, was Nikita, even like, nikita dragon is our age yes yeah, she's 25 i don't know if that makes me feel young well i'm old. not 25 <laughs> well neither am i bitch you are in a month i know it's weird <laughs> Or actually, by the time the ep- this the time episode this comes out, yes, I'll you'll be, be 25. <laughs> so old. Oh my gosh, so old. You're aging. I'm Very excited aging for your niece to go. Like, fine. Wa- my but niece care. But you're back to start hurting. No, stop it. <laughs> if Auntie Megan still has nice news, why can't I? Because then again, Auntie Meg's Megan, our age, so. Because Auntie Megan likes doing weights. You don't like weights. I started doing weights. I've been doing weights for the past month. I'm so proud of you. And a half. I can't. I can't see. You know your your muscle gains. <laughs> no, because I like to swim in my clothing. So you probably never will. Until summer rolls around. Yeah, that's true. The sun comes out, my legs are coming out because I'm a hoe. I say this while I'm in a committed relationship. I'm not a hoe. <laughs> I've never been a hoe even when I was single. <laughs> anyway. My hoe? Yes. Yeah. yeah, but that's okay. That's all right. But I, I, like I, I need to, be I'm, more, I need to like embody emo- more hoe energy, though. I'm like an emotional hoe. I'm like, I don't... That's true. I definitely... I love to mess with somebody's... I like to mess with people's feelings. Not in a bad way, but in like a very... In a purely <laughs> observational sense. You know how sometimes you like to just see what'll happen? Not like making someone angry but you just start observing things but then people don't like it when you when they you know you tell them about themselves you are the equivalent of did you take bio in in college did you have to take bio in college or in high school 
I took it in high school, not college. I had to so only take physics. How- so you know how in bio they make you do a lab where you're with micro, um, microscopes and you look at staph bacteria running yes. around in little circles? Mm. That's how I feel like you are with other people's emotions. Yes. You just like, little, yeah, you, you like to observe from afar. Maybe there's a little bit of influence. You just tap the side and watch them squirm. Just, I'm genuinely curious sometimes because a part of me wonders... Like, am I on the spectrum? Because sometimes I feel like so removed with the way that people feel or my own feelings sometimes. Maybe that's just trauma. Who knows? I mean, um, someone might sit in someone. I mean, what's your sign again? What's your star sign? What's your horoscope? What's your zodiac? Oh, God. No, I no but actually, like some people will be like, oh, that's why. That's why I'm a Virgo, as the people will say. Pragmatic uh-huh. to, to, there it is. to a fault. Mm-hmm. But then it's not just your your main sign. It's also your rising and your moon. And then I think I'm like a Scorpio something else. I know there's, yeah, I'm a Scorpio something else. So I have too. no I'm idea. A, I've only had it done once and then I didn't remember most of it. Yeah, my friend Emma, my friend Emma keeps track of mine for me. Like I remember it sometimes and then I'll talk to her. And honestly, Emma's one of those people who like, it's like, a, it's like Tenny's mom. Where in the middle of the night, it's like, you know how some Nigerian moms in the middle of the night, they just have a dream and then they start, they call you so you can pray. Yes. That's how Emma is with horoscopes. Emma will text me or call me at like one in the morning and be like, Demi, you really need to avoid people with Aries sons this week. I'm like, bitch, huh? what does that even mean? What? <laughs> how would I she's, know who? <laughs> how's like, I supposed you need to, to know who's on Aries? With- yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I'm you want me to just ask people who are Aries? She's like, she's like, there's some very negative energy going on. And like, something is in retrograde. And like, it's causing things to... I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. Honestly, I feel like that's what I sound like when I'm talking about Jesus to people who don't get Jesus. That's but, exactly what you sound like to people <laughs> who don't get Jesus. It's just a lot of mumbo jumbo. But like, I guess there's some truth in it. Because like, if there wasn't some truth in it, why would the Bible be like, don't go there? You know what I mean? the bible only warns you about things that you should not fuck with yeah if anything the bible is like very they they believe in voodoo all of this they say please of course they do they don't, do and that's why they say don't go that there thing is not it's very serious <laughs> don't they're find like, yourself they're like, in that area beware of people they're like beware of people who do like sorcery divination don't do your tarot cards and your horoscopes i'm like the only reason why they will say that shit is, is because, because it's, it's true real. It's because it is real. Because there's some spiritual force behind it. And, like, yeah. I mean, I believe it, but I'm going to stay over here and watch somebody else do it over there. <laughs> That's really it, because I'm not about to find out. It's not going to be me that finds out whether it's real no, or not. thank you. Because then that's how, so you, that's how you find out that all those babalawos, that maybe were some... Um, <laughs> Yo, and here's the thing. I've always kind of known this. You, we probably, we sound crazy, what to our non-nigerian friends you sound crazy right because even someone who's nigerian would be like actually no you have to be careful about some people you meet yeah so i think there was this one time where i had heard i, I can't remember who i heard th- heard this story from but like there was you know like how you're in the kitchen and you hear from somebody's mm-hmm. nanny or something else about like oh you know i was talking to this one person and they talked to this one uh babala mm-hmm. wow this one was oh, spirit and then he did something wrong and he was turned into a goat i was like what god <laughs> and then i was i think i was telling this story to this i was at chote at the time 
Mm-hmm. And I was telling the story to another Nigerian, but a, like just an African American person overheard the and She was like, "Girl, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> <laughs> she did what?" And I was like, "I don't even to, know how to explain." <laughs> to <laughs> clarify for our listeners, to clarify, we're not laughing at babalawos or no, dark magic ah, or sorcery. Never. Okay, we are laughing at how we sound to people yes. who don't understand it. Because yes. me, I'm never going to laugh at a babalawo. Ah, never. <laughs> me, I'm never going to. <laughs> Mommy, water. Mm-mm, I'm okay, thank you. I had to ex- I tried to explain Mami Water to somebody the other day and I actually sounded like I was insane. You like, have to like pause How us. do you explain? How do you explain to somebody that mermaids are evil? No. <laughs> and I that feel like, like getting into my feel like we're getting into our conspiracy bag with some tinfoil hats. How do you explain to somebody that mermaids are real and that they exist? And that they're evil, and that they're coming to steal your soul, and that they haunt children in the night. Sorry. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is the episode where like they lost their minds here. This I mean, is... we didn't. We didn't lose our minds. We just saw clearly. No. And I just. And this is why. <laughs> This is why I never, I never fault people like the conspiracy pe- theory people. Not necessarily because I believe them, but mm-hmm. I too. Understand. I can understand how they got there. I can understand when you're Nigerian, you understand how conspiracy theorists get to the place that they're at. Like yes. I remember when I was small. I remember I think I was like nine at this point, cause no, probably like ten, cause my uncle also remembers it. We had one nanny, who. She was singing one song. So my parents had gone out for dinner that like they went out to like some function and they were out late. So the nanny stayed with us as we were falling asleep and then they were gonna be the ones to shut the door to lock the door and wait for our parents to come back so that they could let them in and everything. Okay. So we're staying up with this nanny. We're watching TV. She's like, Okay, it's time for us to go to bed. We go to bed. My sister and I crawl into my grandma's room because my grandma's room, um she my grandma shares or when we were younger, my grandma shared a room with my brother. So the three of us were in the same room. Okay. And the nanny comes in and she puts a uh, thing on the floor so she can lie down and chill with us for a while. So all four of us are sitting in this room. We're about to fall asleep. And the nanny goes, wide river flowing, so wide and so blue. Where are you going? I'm coming for you. What? Wide river <laughs> flowing, so wide know. and so blue. Wide river flowing, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming. I started to sleep that night. What does that mean? I didn't sleep that night. Okay. <laughs> she left like a couple weeks later. Like I just, she, I think she was a nanny who like ran that? away. I think this was a nanny who ran away while we were at church. And then she ran away with the cook who was married to somebody else. So like there was something else going uh... on there. There was something else going on there. But yeah, can you imagine being a child? I'm being sung this song. No, 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 no. I didn't sleep for weeks. No, actually. That's I was convinced. Was, I was convinced she was in Mami Water. I was absolutely convinced she was in Mami Water. I'm crying laughing because that's all you can do when you have trauma. <laughs> oh, also, oh for context God. for our listeners, Mami Water is what, like, I don't even know if it's Yoruba, but just in Nigeria, we refer to as one of the spirits who appears as, like, a lady in a river who like some people could equate to a mermaid but she has like evil powers evil secret powers and yeah mommy what's up <laughs> i hate explaining was that a good this. description i hate that a good description so much <laughs> i hate explaining this so much because we sound crazy i sound i sound like what 
10 year old esther thought her mom sounded like like yeah. i used but the way my mom used to talk about this i'm like what is this crazy lady talking about <laughs> like what i sound like on? the i sound like the most educated person in the crazy club yes like the most eloquent person in the crazy club like the one That's, person where you might almost think that they're not insane but not because we're not we're not we're not are we i don't think so my lord <laughs> okay or at least if we are shall we're in the craziness together again you know some people they like to have life hit them they like to experience things for themselves i'm not one of those people i'm not testing certain nope no thank you certain things certain things no, it's like you. You, I, I haven't done cocaine but i'm not trying to try it and out. i don't intend to thank you i don't need to you experience know, that i'm happy for you because that's the thing is, cocaine is a scary drug cocaine is a very i mean not that other drugs aren't scary but it's like some people aren't addicted to cocaine and some people are and there's no way to tell before you do it if you're the one that gets addicted to it and honestly i that feel scares like, me i feel like i have i don't i don't want to call it an addictive spirit but I get very invested in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just cook. My kitchen has to look as close to a restaurant chef's as my money can allow. Yes. I can't just decorate my home. There needs to be a theme. Everything needs to match at a certain mm-hmm. degree. The woods need to align. I can't just be active. I need to start yeah. uh, pushing tires and doing all of this. Olympian style training. So I don't even want to try what doing drugs would be like for me. I feel like that's a recipe for disaster. Not that we're saying don't do drugs, but you know, we just do not. We, I just, I, I feel like I'm not the person to do drugs. No, me neither, and that's okay. I feel like that's sober fun. Yes. <laughs> Throwback to episode we're, four. We're not four. <laughs> We're not completely sober individuals, but there are certain things that we're okay not trying out ourselves. Exactly. And drugs are one of them. I just I just I don't I don't see that going well for someone like me. Me neither. I guess with that, welcome to the Abeg Podcast. (laughs) What a nice little segue. That's not a segue. I'm not gonna do drugs. Welcome to the podcast. That doesn't even have anything to do with this week's episode. No, it episode. doesn't. No, it doesn't. And that's why it works. <laughs> welcome, welcome. No, no I allow no. it. You know? Okay. I th- I like an ab- you. I feel like, you know, it either needs to be abrupt or it needs to be very smooth. There's no exactly. in between. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. Welcome, At least we didn't welcome. try too hard. Welcome. Hello, hello. It's nice to see you. Oh, wow. You're looking, you know, so fresh, listeners. Can't tell. Have you? you know, Sorry. You just, just said... It's nice to see you. You look so fresh. Listeners. Yes. yes. See. Yes. Look. Yes. Listeners. Yes. I'm happy for you and that spirit. You know, it's a bit of Because it's only a spirit. It's only a spirit that can cause you to see somebody that you're hearing. <laughs> I see what they look like. I see them as they laugh at our jokes. I see the way that they're giving us looks. It's part of the whole, you know... Content creator, content mm-hmm. adopter, relationship. Please don't call us content creators. <laughs> We're not. I'm not. I don't subscribe to that. You are. What is this? Is this not content? Are you not? It's part not of content. The... It's it's art. Sorry, art. Is mm-hmm. it not something? 
that it's, it's not content it's not content because mm-hmm. i'm not about to be doing skinny tea ads uh for where so that i can thank you so i can start sitting on the toilet for how long actually let me not say who we're not going to be sponsored by we're going to be sponsored by some nice brands one day it'll be nice you know maybe geico wants to hop on here why geico I l- because i feel like geico has money that lizard i mean it's insurance they all have money thank you yeah not the lizard i feel like you know i could i could really make that that's why i'm like i don't want to do too much and start giving them the ads that they that they know that they need but they didn't know that they needed that Mm. they need come on so you know I feel like that 15 minutes could just save you. I, I could really just give Stop you. Stop it. Don't, don't do it. Please. I can give no you free the, ads. The no Nigerian I beg the pod version of what 15 minutes no can free do ads. for your life. But we're not doing it for free. No. No you free ads. Pay. Please. You have to pay. Keep that 15 minutes to yourself. No. Yes. Let's start to, let, I guess we can begin this episode in proclaiming in 2022, not for 2022, but in the future, the kinds of ads that would want to you know, find themselves on here, on the pod. Amen. Yes. We don't, let's not name actual brands. Let's just name departments. Mm-hmm. I would they love to be sponsored for... by some skincare. Ooh, that would be nice. I mean, we did do a whole skincare episode. That would be really good. Yeah, I would spon- love to start throwing the brands up. I'd love to start letting people know, you know, even though you don't see my face, it's fresh. And the reason mm-hmm. why it's fresh is because, because I'm using... brand. Insert brand, brand, brand here. here. <laughs> <laughs> and you too, listeners of Abeg the Pod, can also get us fresh if you listen or use insert brand here. Mm-hmm. I would love to do a shoe, like a shoe company. It could be anything from like ergonomic wear to like... Like all... Let me not mention a brand. Yes. You've already <laughs> started. Like it could be an ergonomic brand, but ideally, because I myself am a bit of a sneakerhead... I have, you know, mm. a little bit of a collection. I would love yeah, for it know. to be a sneaker company. I would love, I feel like that'd be cool because also that means more shoes. Mm-hmm. Other, what other brands would I really love? Anything. Something that gets us free food. Ooh. Yes. Like those meal kits. Mm. <gasps> that would be that nice. That would be nice. That would be a nice brand for us to, to sponsor us because, you know, both of us cook profusely. So, Yo, yeah. and I would, I would totally make that work. I feel mm-hmm. like I would. So insert brand name here. Please sponsor us so we yes. can get food. If you, you know, if you're one of these brands, even if you're not, but you feel like we like the energy that these girls are giving. We feel like they're right for the kind of market. Look at these. Christian. That's so awesome. Children <laughs> of God. Coming out here Amen. to bit of, you know, a bit talking about something about mammy water, but it's okay. Stop. Stop. We just did like a 40-minute tirade on Mammy Water. You're just going to reduce it to Mammy Water? That's what it's going to sound like to them. That's oh, my what God. Because they're like, I Mami wasn't water. fully... I wasn't fully sure. They mentioned it a couple times, but I think it... I think it's just funny the amount of things that we do that are just... It's in English. You just pronounce it in a way that doesn't sound like it's English. Like, Mammy Water, Mommy Water. Yes. Or like, Father Christmas. Father Christmas is... I don't like it when people say Father Christmas. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so strange. Is it not Jesus? Is Jesus not the person that's the ultimate father? The reason you know for how the many season? People think, do you know how many Christian children probably think that Santa is Jesus' dad? Oh, no. Think about it. <laughs> think about no, it. No, no, no. 
if they think that Christmas then has to do with Santa are not doing a good and enough Jesus church. was born at Christmas. Yeah, you need to send that child back to Sunday school. You know what? Speaking of dragging. Mm, oh, my God. Oh let's God. get into the topic of the day. The reason for the season. This hour <laughs> of <reason> power. <laughs> That's, this is the next season of... <laughs> We're not in Christmas, so God knows is God knows not... Um, his season is always... But mm-hmm. we have extra season during Christmas. This season, mm-hmm. we, you know, we're doing a couple of with multiple parties. We had a two-party starter before this one. We're giving you not one, not two, but three. Because three of the Trinity. Of Come on, Father, man. Son, and Holy Spirit. We're, so we're doing it. Today, we're going to, we know that you've been asking, huh? Wouldn't it be so interesting? Wouldn't it be so fabulous if D and Esther would discuss this pretty girl... Ugly girl, privilege. We yes, want to it's know finally the episode you've all been waiting for. What do they have to say about poll. it? They have so many comments. So many comments. Mm-hmm. Esther, the amount of people who I haven't spoken to in years who crawled out of the woodworks to give us responses for this topic. I was so proud. I was like, wow, those friends I made in high school. You really, you're the real ones. You know, the people who I haven't talked to in eight years. I love it. Less. I love to see it because it means that the content is doing what it needs to do. We're giving. That's right. <laughs> we're we're setting the precedent. But also, people just like to complain about people who are fine. So, but that's not what we're doing here today. With the fine people, we're coming for you. Oh God! Well, but not today. Today, I'm coming for you, not me. Uh, today, I wanted to. I felt like we should start this three-parter, and so you know, stay tuned. Get your popcorns. Um, Get comfortable in your couches. You know, have your hot cocoa. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to start this first episode on a positive note. I felt like as somebody who has ingrained in them this this identity, someone who, uh, I'm like, I want to find out where us, you know, the the ugly babes, the, 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 the less conventionally attractive... So that, you know, we get mm-hmm. the political correctness. I was going to say, say it right. Say it right. Well, I'm saying it right once. Mm-hmm. Look, I get it. I'm very, you know, eloquent, eloquent babe. You know, I can give you the vocabulary. And I've, I have the receipts to show that I like to do it and that I do it often. But I hmm. can't keep saying the unconventionally attractive or... I'm only going to, I'm getting it out of the way now. Unconventionally attractive. Right. So That's from, what we from mean. Here on, here, from here forward, when we say ugly, we're not saying that you're ugly. We're just saying you're not conventionally pretty. But ugly is Don't shorter. come for me. Yes, we've, we've premised that. Actually, come for me if you'd like. I'd like to see how, I'd like to see I'd, I'd, I'd want to see it. Because, like, I mean, if you feel hurt, then maybe, maybe you, you feel like you're, you know, <laughs> The trailing maybe. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not gonna complete that sentence. <laughs> but you know, you the person that's triggered by this, you know what I mean. Maybe there's, you know, some unresolved issues. Stop. There. <laughs> and look, I, we just had a we had an episode on self love and the importance of inter- internal validation. So we ourselves were not completely free of having those moments ourselves. I'm just saying that that may be something that you want to investigate individually yeah. or with a licensed professional. 
mm-hmm. not in a shady way, in an actual way, like to yeah. to, to to get yourself together, because that's what mm-hmm. we're doing. But we're trying because at the end of the day, I'm here to laugh and enjoy my life. We're just going to call it ugly girl privilege because I beg. I've built my whole personality, my entire personality, not a little bit, not some of it, all of it on not being fine. So I need you people to free me. As a disclaimer, Esther and I argue before every single episode that she's fine and she refuses to accept it. I'm literally not kidding. Anytime I call Esther and she talks about something and she's like, "Hmm, I'm not fine. I'm like, bitch, yes, you are. But we're not going to go into that fight today. Maybe I'll fight you about it in the next part. When we actually address the... Fineness. The fine people. Because you're fine, but anyway. Mm. Like I said, my whole personality... Like, genuinely, not even just like, oh, you know, I was able to grow a lot of who I am now, a lot of the way that I act, my characteristics, my isms, as some people would say, is built on the fact that I've not ever seen myself or associated myself with a babe that is fine. I'm an ugly babe. I'm here because I'm not ugly babes. If you're an ugly babe or you don't necessarily want to admit that to yourself, you don't necessarily want to say that out loud. I will be the first. I will be the Columbus. And I mean that mm. because, you know, it's fake. God. You get my references? Because it's yeah. purposely fake because I'm not actually the first person to do this. Duh. I'm just 24. Um, Stop. <laughs> I, I will be the Columbus of mm-hmm. my people to be here loud and proud saying that I'm an ugly babe. I'm here to stay. But that's not a bad thing. No. I mean, it's not. And we're going to talk about the benefits, right? We're going to talk about the privilege that can come with being unconventionally pretty, a.k.a. ugly. Why does ugly have to be a bad word? Why does it, why does it have to be a bad word? Or, or let me not even say ugly. Let, let's, let's... Because that's the thing is it's tricky. It's kind of like, I feel like... Ugly... An ordinary babe. A basic babe. Okay, fine. Let's okay, fine. Yeah, that's better. A basic babe. Not a basic babe, because you're not basic, <laughs> and neither is anybody who's not conventionally pretty, okay? That's true. No, basic has its own implied terminology. I'm going back to ugly babes, because that's yeah, what okay, I mean. fine. Go with ugly babes. Basic implies, like, there are certain things about your trade and what you like. No, we're talking specifically on your looks. Fresh face. Mm-hmm. No makeup. What, what are you giving? And I'm giving ugly babe. And that's not a problem because today we're here to, as you've mentioned, we're here to explore how secretly good it is to be in this camp. Letting you know if you're an ugly babe, if you are an ugly babe in denial, if you are an ugly babe just stepping into your newly found ugly babedom and you're trying to figure out what am I supposed to do here? This mm. kind of seems a bit raggedy. I'm here to tell you that... There's actually a lot more positives here than you might think. And this this camp, this side could benefit you in the long run a lot more than I would say our counterparts. Hmm. The minute the minute that I accepted in my heart that I wasn't a fine babe. And not just, oh, I'm not necessarily like as good as my friends, but the minute I saw, like I had that click and it goes back to me just kind of being a bit of an emotional robot and seeing and really observing a lot of this stuff from afar. 
is that I kind of had that moment where I saw how like certain of my friends, not again, this is not to clown or make fun of my friends who were very conventionally attractive and like had all the dudes checking for them. This is not, this is not to come for you. This is really just a reflection of myself. When I noticed that does the way that guys are treating them, the way that they're moving through the world, does not my experience. It's hard out right. here for a non-pimp. Stop. That was when I, I would say the beginning of the self-discovery of who I was and what I could offer the world outside of my physical appearance. I knew that, that from that day on, I was not going to be the babe that just from standing there and looking fine, that I was going to attract attention. I was going to have to do something. I was going to have right. to make something of myself. Mm-hmm. And the first example... A personality, perhaps. Yes. And I noticed this, like, it's drag race season. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm, I wish I could talk about the people who I really love in this, like, upcoming season, but because we've filmed Because things, it's still going on and we're filming the, it now and... Or recording this now and it might not come out for weeks. Yeah, let's wait. We Let, can do yes. the Drag Race recap later. I feel like that's something, yeah, to do better. But one of the things I noticed about Drag Race that really kind of cemented that was the girls who were the quote-unquote Instagram girls, the girls mm. who were like really knew how to beat their face and look gorgeous, often struggled throughout the competition because they, the judges kept asking them, like, what can you do other than that? Like, yes, you look right. good. And even I would say some of them knew how to rock a fashion look and give you a fashion Mm -hmm. moment. But what can you do other than this? Like, how are you entertaining? Because at the end of the day, drag is about being able to, like, take all the things and put on a show. So like I'm thinking of like Georges, like Gigi Good, Pheromone. Mm -hmm. Pheromone is like the biggest example of that. Oh, Oh. (laughs) she just moans. She's like, oh. But yeah, it's like because I guess in that case, yeah, because they're the they're the Instagram ones, you know, they have a lot of followers, they have this very like put together aesthetic, this very like beat face, like great bone structure mm-hmm. and everything. The judges on that show hold them to a, a a standard that is like, okay, well, you're fine, but like where's your personality? Mm-hmm. And for a lot of them, it's not that they don't have one, it's that they've never really had to like push first with their personality. Exactly. Obviously, we recognize, we know that you male listeners, you're out there and we appreciate you and we see you. However, mm-hmm. we are women. Shout so out to my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> he listens every week right when it comes out. <laughs> yes, I love it. You know, we're still small mm-hmm. enough where we can do things like that. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that even like even though you, you sorry guys this is a bit more geared towards the female perspective because we're women we don't like to speak for the males we let the males speak for themselves. Even though they they sometimes don't. Anyway, we mm. can drag you later. But if you're the kind of person who is just struggling to break past that pretty world, or if you're like, let's say you're a quote unquote, a quote unquote ugly babe, and you're mm-hmm. recognizing that pretty isn't going to be the thing that kind of pushes you forward. For me, a big thing was to stop living my life like men were watching. Just mm. so like, you know... And it's not to say that I'm not putting myself out there or that I'm not, like, making an effort, like, when I'm in a season of dating and getting out there. But I had to make the executive decision that I would have a little bit of some, like, main character energy. Yeah. I mean, it's the male gaze, right? That's something that I feel like is being 
challenged a lot more even with like this younger generation i make it sound like i'm an auntie like we're cusp we're like on the cusp of millennial but we're technically gen z just by the virtue of the year that we're born but we don't really identify with them but i feel like what i'm seeing in gen z's and in gen z fashion is a lot of them care more about the fashion than who they're trying to impress so like there's more embracing of like baggy clothing and like skater skater wear and like or even just like over the top fashion Mm -hmm. and like bright colors and fishnets and like chunky jewelry like there's an embracing of fashion as fashion and not fashion for the male gaze not fashion for the 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 eyes of men which isn't the case like it's not like all men are out there ogling like 24 7 like oh look at a woman like that's not how men are nowadays like we don't and we don't think that Mm -hmm. men are like that obviously but you see a shift in fashion and in culture kind of even though you know what culture do white people have but you see a shift now in culture sorry you know i had to do that (laughs) you see a shift in culture now where things are fashion is less geared toward the male gaze and i feel like for people who are not conventionally pretty that's always been their the case right they dress for themselves well not they well we We. all of us it's like there's more of a focus on dressing for yourself and for enjoying how you look even though in some cases people are dressing for like the attention of other people and that's that's a whole other trauma to go through once you've accepted that you're not conventionally pretty you're forced to work with what you have and figure out what you actually like to do yeah exactly if it's, as opposed to if what you think everybody wants like, you to do yeah if men aren't just going to look at you because you're there then you need to actually you know now you have to ask yourself okay what do i actually like to wear well how do i actually like to portray myself and then when you start doing that too people will pay attention it's not just because you like wear a tube top and a mini skirt that people are going to pay attention to you it's like if you have your own personality people are going to pay attention to you you don't have to be fine for that that's one of those things that i wish i knew when i was younger is that these the guys are going to be there regardless like Mm somebody is going to to find you attractive and i'd like and I've, I would say like, I'm somebody who I've looked a bunch of different types of ways. Like my body has gone through so many changes over the years. And while I'm not necessarily saying like I had, I had suitors lined up, there was like, it wasn't like nobody ever was checking for me. So, but because I've like kind of gone through that a little bit before and I'm still going it now, I've gotten comfortable to be at a place of, well, let me just wear stuff that i actually like because if if guy if i don't have to worry about guys approaching me because they'll approach regardless then at least let them approach me wearing something that i'm happy to wear right i feel i'm going to talk about this more in the third part but i think also just your environment shapes your perception of yourself Mm -hmm. so even if you are fine or not fine what other people around you, like in particular in high school, what everybody's desiring after in high school really has an impact on how you see yourself. Oh, and oh, I, yeah. I can talk, I'm going to talk more about that in the third part because most of you know, like I went to boarding school in deep in the woods in New England. And for a while, I was the only black person, like the only black girl in my year. And then my second second year, more black girls came, but like, yeah that shapes how you see yourself and it shapes how you how you whether you perceive yourself as pretty or not because in your formative years you're surrounded by people who just like 
aren't attracted to you. We can dive into that later. We can dive into that trauma later. You know, I mean, I've just, legit just been told that I'm it. not pretty, like by yeah. several people on multiple occasions, many different occasions, where it's to the point where it's like, all right, message. I, I, I understood that for myself first. I'd like to note, bit of a hipster that way. <laughs> However, um, I'm glad that very that a, a number of Nigerian aunties um, mm. chose to also let me know and confirm that hypothesis of mine. Stop. It's always aunties. It's always aunties. Like, I don't know why. I don't know who sent them. I don't. And the funny thing is. It's like generational trauma. It, I feel like I addressed this on my Instagram. Because, as I said, some of you, you have mismatched eyebrows. Some of Stop. you, you're also my same size or larger. Some of you is either that you were, you were the ideal look and you're trying to perpetuate that same thing on me or you weren't mm. and you just want to pass down the trauma. But that's even, I will say, that's the safe version. The unsafe is some, you're doing it to distract yourself from the mess in your life. Some, some of you, some people don't know what's going on with your families. Maybe your mm. children aren't <laughs> it's doing... It's okay, calm down, calm down. Calm Maybe. down, calm down. It's okay, it's room. It's okay, just <laughs> softly, softly. <laughs> Oh my god. No, but <laughs> I'm still in pain for that. Ow. No, no. Cuz let's be let's be honest and serious. I'm I will say that part of a lot of the tough skin that I have now is because people have said some rude ass shit to me over the years. And that's okay. Yeah. Because it means that I can handle it's not okay. That's the, No, it's not okay. Let's, let's start off there cuz okay. therapy. It's not okay that they said that. But I am now in a place where I'm able to take the like to hear something like that and dust it off and not have like have something like that stick with me. You're n- but then yeah. listeners, you may be wondering, but you were able to recount the story for us. So have you really let it go? And the answer is, <laughs> I guess not. No, I guess yes? Question mark? I have to the extent that I mean, when I had first heard this, um, the in case, um, you know, story time, quick story time. Mm. For the listeners, I can't remember when, but it was one of the moments I was coming back from school in America to Nigeria, and I was at some function with my family. I don't remember function, this function, 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 forever functioning. Mm-hmm. Then one of some auntie who claimed to know our family well and know us. Meanwhile, I don't know who she is. I still don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. She was, you know, talking to my sisters. Oh, you know, you guys, oh, you're back from America. How are you doing? Then comes to me and like, hmm, you know, you should, you should aspire to be as pretty as your sisters. What? Yes. You should aspire, aspire to, to be, be as pretty as, pretty as, as your, your sisters. sisters. Which Damn, is- I have trauma listening to that. <laughs> That shit hurts. What? You should have you should aspire. aspire to be as pretty as your sisters. Which is the Oh. Oh. God. Which was basically I guess both the less harsh way but somehow more harsh way of saying you're too fat. Please lose weight and wear makeup because at that time I it was I think like I was definitely in like high school or the end of middle school, but I like you know makeup wasn't really the thing that I was doing at that time. Makeup wasn't the thing anyone was doing at that time. Well, then they're like, how have you let this go? I haven't. I have let this go to the fact that before hearing something like that, I would have wept. I would have actually 
not been able like I wouldn't have been able to even mention something like that. Just the shame, the sadness, I would not have been able to bring up a story like that. So that's I mean, how I'm I know it here right now. That's how I know there's been healing in Jesus' name. Amen. But also, I'm not as I hear something like that, and I know it's like that doesn't feel like my problem. Which is <laughs> I, feel, I mean, I feel not. like that's a very it sounds like I'm trying to joke my way out of this. But genuinely I hear like hearing something like that now. That sounds like a you problem. It's a you issue. I always say it. It's, it sounds like what a you, issue. Like what business do you have being a grown lady telling a teenage girl something like that? That really yeah. has something to like something is going on inside that you, you know, need it's to funny kind of investigate. It's funny that you bring this up when we're talking about the advantages of being not pretty because. Malaika said a similar thing when I was talking to her about like pretty privilege and per- like the downsides of being pretty was she was saying that a lot of times people like project their insecurities onto pretty people. So like she was saying like similar interaction, right? Like aunties and stuff, like it's always aunties that interact with her and that not that not necessarily that they're actively trying to do harm, which in so- a lot of cases they that are. I believe but it. But it's like their own insecurities about not being thin or not looking that way when they were a child or them not looking, not being conventionally pretty when they were that age. They just like push that onto somebody else and then use that to drag you down. So even when you're fine, aunties will still find a way to drag you. If you're ugly, aunties will find a way to drag you. If you're fat, aunties will find a way to drag you. If you're too thin, Seth, they'll they'll find find a way to drag you. Regardless, you're going to drag you. They don't want peace. Only problem. Only problem. I don't want this. The first step, like I would say to me getting to a place of being more healed, even though there's still so much room for me to grow, was just mm-hmm. recognizing that it's it's not what they're, they're saying that is true. It's not true. Yeah. But that's not my issue to begin with in the first place. Like, right. And it, how you I feel, feel like about that tough skin. Yeah. That tough skin is also something that develops with time and it develops once you are set in who you are, regardless of if you're conventionally pretty or not. Having Being able to have that attitude, that perspective, and that insight can only come once you've really accepted who you are in the context of our society, like how society sees you. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's like a wisdom and a grace that comes with just like, you know, the Holy Spirit, whether you're a Christian or not, that, you know, the Holy Spirit can interact with you. Um, I think there's something about that spirit that find more strength in themselves, right? It's not yeah. just about, oh, this person like screwed me over and they were an asshole. Like, yes, they were an asshole, but like that experience ultimately built you up. Doesn't mean that that experience was, was, oh, was okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that, they, that them doing that was a good thing, but you know, good came out of it Wait. for you, yes. not for them. Problems for them only. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a Christian, so I'm not supposed to cause baldos and teas. I don't know. Maybe something will happen with their black soap, and they'll find cocoa <laughs> on their face. It's not a curse. It's speculation. So that they might find cocoa. <laughs> they'll use their black soap, and maybe they'll find cocoa on their face. It's not a curse. It's speculation. You know, maybe the dental may have expired before they poured it inside their water to bath. Stop. Stop. <laughs> 
you know what the funniest part about this is? is people in this, like, our American listeners are not going to understand what you mean by because they, they have clean water. They don't know what the fuck we're saying, bro. Because they have clean water. That's the only, that's the only reason why they don't know what we're talking about. Is because their water is clean and has almost always been clean. Yeah, except for like Michigan. Why are you putting... They look up death and they're like, why would you put it in water? Like, why would you put that in your water? because we had cholera. <laughs> Staph, E. coli, and... Yeah, anyway. Sorry, I'm going off topic now. Oh, gosh. But, but I think <laughs> one of the best things that kind of came from that in the way that I viewed my interpersonal relationships, specifically my friendships, was that I now had to ask my friends, why do my friends like me? What is it, mm. what is it about me that attracts it to, to them? Because I was definitely right. that student. I'm not letting you copy my work. I'm not doing your homework for you. Yes, I'm smart. But mm-hmm. it's not like my friends were using me to pass. And even then, we went to a boarding school where we were all smart. <laughs> yeah, so like, who's really cheating? <laughs> so it's not like anybody was trying to cheat or copy off my paper. And the great thing was that I was able to come up with a, like a lot of answers. I knew what I offered my friends. I knew how I built them up. I knew why they valued me. I knew the positive traits that they saw in me. Things that had absolutely nothing to do with the way that I looked. Because, listeners, don't get it twisted. I was an ugly babe, but I was a popular girl. I was that person that was friends yes, with everybody. You were. Yes. I've been a popular girl forever. I was never a lame one. A weird one, but never a lame one. Right. I was always the girl who had who was friends with everybody. Everybody always wanted to be sitting out with me at the table. I'm not necessarily saying that I was like the pretty girl who all the dudes wanted, but I was cool with all the dudes. Like we like we were homies. Like because I'm genuinely, I don't boast about a lot of things. I don't necessarily think I subscribe to being fine. I know that I'm not the smartest person in the world, and I'm not even the most talented. But I know that this personality is it. Is working. That's right. Is moving. God did something. He broke the mold when he was coming up with the way that I moved through this world. Come on now. And it made who, like the kind of person who I am and like the kind of person that I am like striving to be that much more impactful in my friendships because Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily have that, like not, I don't think I would, I, I would call it a crutch, but for the purposes of this episode the reason why i didn't have to fall back on being like physically attractive in order to make solid friendships or to be like quote-unquote popular whether that's in high school whether that was in college was because i knew that like the way that i have conversations with people the way that i joke around like that could do it by itself like people want to hang around me regardless i'm the party party starter the life of the party (laughs) come alive in the nighttime what about you like what um like what do you think are things that that made you kind of feel cemented in like oh no i i don't necessarily know if i think know if i would uh subscribe to the the pretty girl lifestyle but here are some things that i know my friends and the people who love me care about me that have nothing to do with how i look well i mean that's the thing is i feel like for me I'm still struggling to decide whether I think I'm whether I am pretty or not. And I feel I like an please. I think it's difficult because there's one, on one hand it's like I know that I look a certain way and that people treat me a certain way because of the way I look, but at the same time mm. it's like I don't look the same 
as the people who are conventionally pretty mm. in the same way, even though in some ways I do. Plus, like, you add that on top of, you know, being told in high school that you're only fine for a black girl. Um, and that causes that. Co- <laughs> yeah, that's a very it's a very interesting place to be. Right. Because it's like on one hand, I've experienced being the one that people don't look at. I've experienced being the one that people don't desire and that like I was, is only friend that people only are friends with me for my personality but then on the other hand i've also experienced people being like bitch you fine and i'm like am i because for so long y'all said i wasn't I think they so were, like maybe they were just i know that this is like the ultimate like pretty girl response but maybe they were just jealous stop stop it <laughs> i don't think that was the case i think that was low-key the case i think in this oh, we can instance, argue about this later i think in this instance that was the case I don't know that Please it was. Please follow Goton. Her page is private, but Sha, if you uh, go to Half Elati. Stop. Stop. Let me live. <laughs> then but you, can, you two can no, assess which camp that Demi led. <laughs> but I will say that the school that I went to, like for high school at least, and even like as much as I shit on the place I went to college, like there as well, I think because both of those places were had a lot more emphasis on the academics or even sports. I think because of that, people, there obviously there were fine people, there were not fine people, there were like not conventionally fine people as well. But I think because everybody had some like interesting thing going for them, it was easy to make friends Mm -hmm. that didn't look like you, um, depending on, you know, who you were um, and also the motives. But I feel like for me, like I'm a very, I'm the friend in the friend group that people tell things to that they don't realize that they're telling things to like I'm a very good listener and I think that that's something that has come from being the token friend in a lot of high school groups where I wasn't the pretty one yeah I was smart but I was definitely not the smartest one in the friend group Mm. I wasn't the one that guys were chasing after and so my friends who were all like pretty and desirable and dating all these guys would like come to me and like bitch on them and be like people are treating me this way and like no one understands and blah 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 and i'd sit there and like i soak it up because i feel a lot for my friends and i not to call myself an empath because i think that's i think that's i'm sorry i think that's just bullshit when people actually call themselves empaths that's the least empathetic thing you can do but i think that's something that grew out of that phase of my life where everyone was telling me i wasn't pretty and i I feel like it's really developed my personality because I I can not to say like I can empathize with people more, but I'm more receptive to the struggles that people are going through. Mm. And I have a better grasp on how to talk people through things that they're going through because I've had to be that friend for so long because people in my high school didn't think I was fine. You know? No, I absolutely get you. And I think that being a black woman especially one in the northeast and in a predominant mm-hmm. and, and and wow English. and in multiple pwis mm-hmm. predominantly, predominantly white, institutions, white institutions is that you kind of even if you're someone who is like a fine babe you get put into these spaces and you're not necessarily always sure because the standard of beauty is a bit different a bit. By a bit, I mean a lot. And by a lot, I'm I mean... sorry. I was doing this. I was doing this with. Um, I have, I have another friend who went to the boarding school I went to with me, and I was talking to her the other day, and just to drag people clearly, 
we were just talking about we were like oh like do you remember how this person like everyone was like chasing after this girl like blah, blah blah it's like you look at her right now and you're just like she's just blonde white and thin there's like nothing else there she's actually like not even pretty but that's what everyone is chasing after and i can tell you like six or seven people who look exactly like her who are the ones that every guy was chasing up chasing after i'm like you're not even fine no but they're not not me being bitter about being undesirable <laughs> in high school <laughs> <laughs> not you coming for the girls like you're not even that cute oh no but they're not <laughs> they're not <laughs> like they're, they're really not and your mama ugly too anyway <laughs> don't drag their mama don't drag their mama i've seen their mama their mamas are pretty their moms are actually pretty they're not <laughs> I have friends from my high school who will be listening to this who will know exactly the people I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. There's like one particular friend group and all of them look basically the same mm. and none of them are that pretty. Ooh. I'm sorry. God forgive me. And let me just Lord, say this. Lord, I know you make everyone beautiful yeah. in their own time, but objectively, you've also made me, you've also given me the eyes that I have. And I can't lie. So here we are. One plus one equals two. One plus one equals two. And here's the thing about this beauty game. It fades, but dumb and daft mm-hmm. is forever. Forever. That thing will last. Mm-hmm. There are some people where today were wondering, how did you get here? How did you live this long? <laughs> how did you get here? Because it can't be, it can't be three cents. It can't be biologically approaching situations and drawing appropriate uh, conclusions from them. It can't be. Although beauty, beauty fades for most people. We should say that with an asterisk. Unless beauty does not fade. Beauty does not fade for Halle Berry, for Jada Pinkett Smith, for Gabrielle Union, for and they actually is it though? They just don't. They they age backwards. Those women age backwards. Maybe people have money, so it's like, are they gorgeous? Absolutely. We're not debating that here. But also, does the money help immensely? So yeah, it does. Look at J Lo at her big fifty years old. Still damn. Still looking like she's 30. But the rest mm-hmm. of us who are here and up and coming and not yet making the amount of money that we would like, um, it mm. fades for you. Yeah. The dumb and daft will be prevalent for you. And Which I'm, is why it's important to establish things like your personality. Pretty is right? not a personality. Pretty is not a personality. I think that's the thing that a lot of people who are not conventionally pretty figure out quickly. Shop. pretty is not a personality but and that's the thing is it's not just like being pretty in the face too it's also like your body mm-hmm. like there was this podcast i was listening to and one of the hosts was talking about how she got a breast reduction because she for a long time felt like the one defining thing when people would describe her would be oh yeah that short chick with, with large boobs mm. so it's like like pretty like your physical appearance is really not your personality and for a lot of people like, if you have those desirable features, it can be, yep. and you can really use that as a shield. But if you're not conventionally pretty, you can't use that as a shield. You don't have you can't anything. Hide behind, you can't hide behind your face because your face is not... Anyway, <laughs> I'll stop there. You know, you know, child, <laughs> we'll just keep saying, you, you know what camp you belong in. <laughs> Me? No, no, the people who... Oh, listeners, yes. got it. I was like, I don't know what camp I belong in. But yeah, pretty, it's not a personality, not a value, a moral. It's not even long-lasting. doesn't matter the amount of skincare you look like. Even Betty White, who looked pretty good, I would say, in her final years. 
let's use Cecily Tyson because that woman did not crack. That woman looked but the same age from 60 to 94. I think she died in 94. But even then, like, there was, like, aging is coming from, we're all going to die. You know what? Yeah. God. Should we go back to Ecclesiastes? <laughs> all things fade under the sun. There's a time for everything. It's time to live and it's no, time no, no. to we die. Have, we have a special uh, ghetto Bible study today. We, I came prepared to read the Bible to you guys mm-hmm. today. But we're, we're almost there. We're not there. And here's the almost thing. Almost there. Almost there. Some of, you know, if you're someone who's conventionally attractive, this might be the point in the podcast where you ask, where you appropriately ask, I might add, the question's not unwarranted, whether I'm salty, mm. whether I'm upset that I'm not in the pretty girl camp or if I don't um, consider myself to be one. I'm absolutely salty. I'm mad because I feel like Damn. it would have made a lot of things easier. But we were dealt yeah. the hand that we were dealt with. Would I train, trade mm-hmm. teams? Absolutely. Duh. But we move forward. No, I was going to say the same thing you're about to say. Being being unconventionally pretty or being ugly highlights every other amazing trait. And like I was like you guys know I polled the listeners. I asked questions on Instagram and people send in responses and there was there are a couple of responses that kind of stuck out to me. Um you're going to hear all these responses throughout all three parts of this discussion that we have all three episodes but one like there are a couple of things about being pretty that stuck out so one person said quote you don't get too much unwarranted attention when you're unconventionally pretty or when you're ugly right Mm. like you're not gonna get people like cat calling you in the street aggressively randomly because you may not necessarily have a a facial features that stand out to them things that like would warrant that attention or somebody else said the people who chase you actually like you and why is that personality personality right because it's like if you if you don't rely on your physical features and people and they're not your like if they're not if you know that they're not the best thing about you and you may not be in the place where you know you're the most pretty or attractive person by everyone else's standards the people who are actually like chasing you like to date you or to be friends with you actually like you like there's no need to be confused about that right but it, it takes time. I think that's the one thing that that's the one, you know, I, I think it is a privilege because there's nothing good comes easy or, right. or, or comes quickly. Like you don't just mm-hmm. get hit. I mean, unless you're a lottery winner, but even then the time it, it took a while and it, I still think that a lot of my personality and my traits and my boundaries are still being formed even today. The way that I found out that I was a good person to have a conversation with was that I had to force myself to be extroverted and have conversations with people and and be often the initiator because some guy wasn't just going to randomly come and talk to me because I was fine. And then I would continue the conversation. I had to find a way to put myself out there and get it. And in the beginning, it was messy it was not great Mm. we didn't you know start off giving this vocabulary we didn't start off (laughs) being being thesaurus we didn't start off giving you you know poets stop (laughs) it came through multiple years of trial and error of trying things out having it not work of trying things out and not having it oh I, i hate the phrase of like it feeling true to me but it not feeling like it spoke true with the 
morals and values that I was starting to build for my life and who I saw myself because, you know, we're also children of God. So right. don't rush the process. And I know that's like the worst advice to hear because I, I will sometimes yeah. hear it from people who are in their like mid to late 30s telling me the same thing. And I hate that advice. But mm-hmm. I'm at the point where I hate the advice still, but I know that they're correct. So I'm also going to pay it forward and tell it to some of you guys, if you don't know, that it's okay for it to look a little bit raggedy. The same way it's okay for your finances to be a little bit raggedy. <laughs> your your 20s, pers- yeah. It's okay in the beginning stages of you starting to like form your personality and, and figure out your quirks is that it's okay for it to look a little weird. A good right. example not sort of is like Chloe Bailey and how she's now started like putting herself out there more sexually and posting mm-hmm. a little bit like more explicit stuff. A lot of the like criticism and feedback that she's been getting is that, Oh, like she's doing too much or it feels super cringy. And honestly, I see a girl like that. Cause she's also our age where yeah. this is probably the first time she's gotten to play with her like sex appeal and like mm-hmm. her sexiness. So of course in the beginning, it's going to look not natural because it's not right Right. yeah (laughs) like she's still trying to figure it out herself the same way too as you're you know you're trying to figure out your personality and figure out all how to get together these traits that have nothing to do with your looks it's not going to come across well initially but it's building this really great person inside and as women if we only prioritize our physical attractiveness then we are setting ourselves up to be depreciating assets. One of the reasons Damn, why... you really just called us cars. <laughs> yes! I am not a car. See how they've been naming so many cars after women? That's why a show like America's Next Top Model aged so poorly. Right. It was because at yeah, the end actually. of the day, this was a reality show where it's a battle of who's fine. Like, and at a certain mm-hmm. point, of course, all of the contestants there were very beautiful, but there wasn't really much more like obviously yes you can work out and eat right and keep yourself at a certain bmi or whatever but yeah but that was not the priority in that show no like you just had to be the person who took the best photo and if you were then great but if you weren't then sucks that's a hundred thousand dollars less for you which is why drag race will always be um drag race will always beat antm because always not even a question If you haven't watched Drag Race, I'm really begging you to. Anyway, continue. We all as humans know that beauty fades over time. Like, looks fade. You get older. You age. Things start sagging. It's not going to be all high and sitting up and tight. Mm -hmm. It's like bodies break down. They're not supposed to last forever. These are temporary forms. That's why, you know, part of the reason why we're Christians, because we believe that something comes after this right this part of life is is only temporary and only to an extent but when you start when you put so much stock in what you're able to like physically offer to people then no i see what you mean like when you put so much stock into your physical appearance and rely on that as the way that people relate to you want to be around you the second you don't have that anymore you've lost yourself yeah it's like your locus of control is completely external to you 
Right. You, I mean, even just like think about think about all those old people who are still married. Like you see those videos of couples in their like seventies, eighties, retired, going on like golf trips and stuff. Even you, whenever you're in the airport, you see an old couple, right? Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody think them old people are fine, right? They're old. They're wrinkly. Some of them may be pretty, yes, but like statistically <laughs> speaking, statistically speaking, the older you get, the uglier you are. But hear me out. Hear me out, because my grandma's people. But hear me out. What makes a lot of the part of why a lot of old couples are able to survive and have long marriages and keep each other excited and still be so obsessively in love with each other is because they fall in love with each other's personalities. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, they were fine to each other when they were younger. And of course there was some physical attraction when they were younger, but it was the personality. It was the personality that drew them to each other. Or in some cases there were, it was an arranged marriage and just the persistence of trying to keep that marriage alive forced them to be able to understand that other person's personality. And in that they were able to find something that they could work with. Right. So you look at these old couples it's really just a, a, an example of how it is so important to invest in your personality and invest in the person in in understanding the people around you, your friends, because ultimately, when you're in your raggedy year, not in your raggedy years, your wrinkly years, <laughs> because there's raggedy, yes. raggedy, there's thirty, and then there's wrinkly. Uh, Let's just put it yes. that way. Um, because I mean, some people look 30 forever, but like when you're in your wrinkly years, so in your 70s and 80s, depending on, you know, what kind of skin you have, are people going to want you around because you're fine? Because statistically speaking, you're not fine. I'm sorry. Like you, when you're older, you literally have a lot of the things that people don't see as desirable as desirable why do you think we take anti-aging serums and put eye cream under our eyes and like do all this skin literally trying to don't want wrinkles all these things literally trying to reverse old age we dye our hair different colors we we do all of this stuff to our face so we don't have wrinkles we work out so that we don't slow down it's your personality more than anything that will keep you sustained it'll keep the people around you drawn to you and it'll ultimately give you energy too and that radiates beauty in itself. And on top of that, this is a point, I have no idea, of our... <laughs> yeah, we're not keeping, track, we're not keeping track of the points. But another thing that I learned as a girl who was a, as an ugly babe was to pick up some skills that were marketable, things that were always going to have value. I read a book, learn how to cook, Come know how to now. make people feel loved, know how to make people feel appreciated, know how to make people feel good by being around you. Those are things right. that will always kind of keep you as an asset to other people. There's one like being and I'm going to bring this like a little bit over to work because I love analogies. Being a software engineer is so humbling to me because I recognize that while my um, value in the market is very high right now, all it takes is for one cute apocalypse to make my job absolutely meaningless. Damn. But somebody who knows how to install toilets, somebody who knows how to build table, somebody who knows how to farm, those skills are mm-hmm. always going to be valuable. They're never going to not have work. Yeah, actually, yeah. And I think that when it comes to how you present yourself to the world and to your friends, there are certain things that you can pick up that will always keep you as an asset to people and will always keep you a valued member of your community. And I mean, like, you know, 
reading a book, learning how to cook, and they're like, oh, is it because women are supposed to be in the kitchen? And like, ugh, that's girl. Not it. That's, that's not Everybody got to eat. Everybody has got to eat. If you know how to <laughs> fix a meal, <laughs> then... We need you. This is, and, that's, and this is not even because we understand that we have male listeners out there. This is also for you. If you're a mm-hmm. guy and you don't and you think you're an you're you're an ugly guy, or you're an ugly babes in ugly babes. Please term, go and learn how to cook. learn how to cook for yourself, for yourself, not for anybody else, and maybe for your future wife. Who knows? Come on now. Maybe some fine babe will come by. All oh, these guys are doing rubbish, and you, you cook her some, you know, some duck a l'orange. Mm, come on, cooking <laughs> lessons. <laughs> <laughs> She's way more likely to keep you around. Come on now. <laughs> up your bride price. Yes. Men, That's what this episode price. is being called. Up your bride up, price. Up your bride price. Yes. I say yes. I touch and agree. I say yes and amen. 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 In 2022, <laughs> we are learning how to up our bride price. It's not up only your bride hair, price. It's not only uh, lashes that we can fix and hair we can make and makeup we can put on. We can do some mm. other things as well. There are other ways to improve ourselves in the market. And I feel like when this is the the, the problem with like when it often like comes from the the mouths of some of these males with mics. Um, mm. Is that you hear some guy tell you, oh, mics. women, you need to learn how to cook. And it can, that, it can trigger you. You'd be like, I have to learn how to cook. Yeah. You better look at, learn how to cook for yourself. It's very yeah, easy I to mean, get I mean, I hear that every time I call home. I don't need to hear that from, <laughs> from people here, too. And I get it. I understand exactly why you're triggered. But let me, let me try to offer you a different perspective on this. You, if you are somebody who, <clears throat> excuse me, if you are somebody who loves to show your, your affection for the people who you care about, the easiest, the most simple, but also like one of those globally known ways you can show someone I really care about you is by making them a meal. By with yep. your own two hands, taking mm-hmm. all of these raw ingredients and making something that tastes good and giving it to them to eat and to fuel themselves. Mm-hmm. That is an act of love. It is. Because you sweat over that. You went and bought ingredients for that. You put your hand in a pot and almost got burnt for that. I'm not, it's not something that I'm saying go and do for everybody. I'm not even here. No. This is not a dating podcast. This is not. We're not even mm-hmm. giving dating advice. This is just like... But... This is something that is a good life skill. This is one of those things that like, if you know how to show somebody like, I love you with food, mm-hmm. you aren't going to be short for friends. That is true. You are I always going to be like food. <laughs> friends like to eat. If you are not the hostess of the cookout, you will always be given an invitation. That is true. Because friends know that you'll be able to help them out in the kitchen. Or just stand around while they cook. And know that if something goes wrong, you'll be able to help. Just learn how to cook, you know? And it goes, if you really want to romance somebody, this isn't a dating podcast, but like not. if you really want to wow a woman, learn how to cook. And it's not, and I don't even think that this is coming off of a way to like impress a guy, but more of like... No, I said impress a girl. Or a girl. Or a guy. I'm speaking to the men. men. Sorry. Learn how to cook. Yeah. Even for the you guys. Like German, please. Learn how to cook. <clears throat> it's less of you... It's less about you, like, cooking and, oh, you know, I'm the person who's cooking or the person who's sitting down and eating. 
but it's mm. really just showing someone that you love them and that you appreciate them when it comes down to it. And mm-hmm. as someone like I've had like it, going back to the early days of COVID, I would have weeks where I just wouldn't be able to get out, get up out of bed. I felt so lethargic. I just felt down and, and I couldn't really get into the rhythm of the day. And mm-hmm. I had s- friends who would bring like I had a friend slash coworker of mine bring food to my house because yeah, i I, was, I remember that i was talking with her and i was just like i i can't like getting through the day is so hard and i can't even really cook for myself and i just feel so un- unmotivated and she literally brought food to my house like i cried like do you know what that is for someone to know to think of you to go buy ingredients to cook you food then leave their house in covid that's love to that bring is it to you love. that's love that's something that it doesn't it doesn't matter. That's you can you can count on me to be there for you. Mm-hmm. That's the real love. But also if you can but also if you can cook, you can you can make yourself food and stay and at home. Yes, and, and just survive and be a human being yeah. who is self sustaining. It is not in there is no downside to knowing how to cook. Facts. Unless you're trying to escape responsibilities that come with being able to cook. <laughs> And I'm not even saying you have to, you start to have to start doing Barefoot Contessa or Martha Stewart or (laughs) (laughs) any of these. No one's even asking you to do that. But just have a couple of meals that you know how to make for yourself and how to make for the people who you care about. It's not hard. It just goes down to making people feel loved and appreciated. Cooking is one thing. But another thing, like, and I'll also, I'll open the floor up to you um, after I say this. But another thing that I noticed really made me feel loved was when I was um getting my apartment together and doing all these like home renovation stuff a huge way that a lot of my guy friends made me feel really loved and appreciated for Mm -hmm. was that they would sit on zoom and or skype calls for hours and teach me how to build things yeah like even just even just like that's something that I really appreciate and it's definitely because you know moving away from home when you're young you get used to facetime and just like hanging out with people there but that's something I actually really appreciate is when people don't mind just like hanging out with me on FaceTime, whether it's like you're doing work, I'm doing work, just being around. That's also something I really appreciate. So like them being there and FaceTiming you while you're just like fixing things. That's that's like that's so useful oh too because it's like you're not by yourself. You're one, not by yourself while you're doing it. And then two, you're also getting help. Like, come on, two for one. Yeah. And it just... And I know I'm going to, like, shout out my friend. I feel bad because he's not Nigerian. He's a white man. So it feels like. Yes. Holler at <laughs> yes, the white, white boys. <laughs> Come on, white king. I'm going to shout out my friend Jeff. Mm. Because I was, like, I, didn't, I hadn't used my drill. It was in my house. Mm-hmm. It had never been operated by me. <laughs> and. <laughs> and I was like, I needed to put up some floating shelves for my plants. I wanted to mount my saxophone. I had no idea what I was going to do. I had like, I was looking things up on YouTube. It was not going too well. And for someone to just make that level of time for me, that's a, that's a big thing. This is why you're a quality time person. This is why. This is why you're a quality time person. See, come bringing it back full circle. Those love languages actually, it's, I, I still don't think it's the whole picture, but I think they say a lot about a person, like being able to be around somebody. And that's like, Obviously, that's a personality thing, too. It's like if you have been 
the kind of person who is always there for your friends, of course you're going to appreciate more when people spend take time out of their day to do things with you and for you. I can't relate. I'm not, a, I'm not necessarily a quality time person. I'm physical touch and words of affection. Like, touch me and tell me I'm pretty. But you have to be there to be able to do that. So, yes, quality time. I feel like I should come up get with a Bible names. study. Bible study. Let's get a Bible study now. Let's <laughs> get a Bible study. I feel like that's I such think that's a an app name. name. <laughs> it's an app name. Because the way we're not pastors. <laughs> we're definitely we're not, not pastors. pastors. And this is... You should we please consult your local pastor for a better interpretation of this word. But as Christians, mm-hmm. we are again called to speak about Christ and to bring others to him. And if this is a moment that I can do so in a very raggedy manner, then praise be to God. Come on, Bible study. So today, if you if you want to crack open your Bible, you know, the Bible mm-hmm. app, please uh, open to uh, Genesis. <laughs> My whole chest. Please open. Yeah, tell us the verse. Open to Genesis 5. We're going to be reading from verses 18 to 24. I'll be reading out of the ESV. That's the English Standard Version. Read out oh, of. I just started reading that version this year. Yeah, it's very nice. I read a different version every year. Um, feel free to read whichever version you'd like, but that's just the version mm. I'm reading. Should you want to follow along? Mm-hmm. And I read. Mm-hmm. When Jared had lived 162 years, he fathered. Wait, pause. Jared? Yes. Sorry, pause. Jared is a Bible name? We I learned, thought that was just some white people shit. Anyway, learn new keep things going. every day. <laughs> when Jared had lived 162 years, he fathered Enoch. Jared lived after he fathered Enoch 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Hmm. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Come on. Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. God took him! Now, Old, old Christians, seasoned Christians, you might be saying, oh, so you've chosen to read one of those years where we're just doing lineage. Mm. Why are we reading a lineage story? And as I've been learning, there's, there's a lot of sweetness in here. There's some juicy tidbits. Come on. And the thing that I love about this verse is, one, you know, we're hearing about the lineage of this man named Enoch. Who is he? How old is he? Was story? he built? Was he jacked? Was he a fine bubble? We know none of these things. <laughs> all that we know is that he was alive for 365 years he walked with god and then he just and then he just wasn't (laughs) (laughs) he he was and while he was he walked with god and then he wasn't because god took him which first of all i pray that (laughs) that uh should i the best way to go is for god to just take me and just be like, all right, your time for heaven is now. I'm not even going to. Unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. I don't know if I want that. I don't. That's kind of scary. But if if you're going to be with God, it's like. <sighs> I, like yeah. I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd want it to be Ellie. Because, you know, he, he was around 365 years. So at that that's time. That's definitely not. That's, I mean, I guess in context, it's early. Because they were all living to like 900 at that sure. point. God. So he was like 30. Oh, wow, that's young. Yeah. Like, compared to the 900-year-old, he was 30. He was in his mid-30s. But still, that 300 is after... 
after 85 i feel like i'm just i'm just <laughs> waiting <laughs> i'm just around vibing before the lord decides my time but the cool thing about i that i really loved about this verse first let me preface this for non-christians the bible is i like to think about it a book about god there is this um great book called women in the word that is by Jen Wilkins. Let me let me just double check that mm. before I continue. I haven't actually read that one yet. Oh, sorry. It's Women of the Word: How to Study the Bible with Both Our Hearts and Our Minds. A book by Jen Wilkins. Look at me knowing who these authors are. Come on, yes, come on. But the the one of the main themes that she has going through her book is that the Bible is a book about God. And so when you're studying the Bible, that you always want to remember, think of it through that mindset. And so everything that's Mm -hmm. being mentioned is purposeful and like intentional. And why would I say that when I'm hearing about Jared and then Enoch and then Methuselah (laughs) and then Enoch just was and then wasn't. But the thing I love about that and I think how it relates to our topic of ugly babes privilege is that it didn't matter at the end of the day. When we look at this man's life and what he was able to offer, what mattered most, and something this is something I guess that's a little bit more specific to us Christians, is that he was somebody who walked with God. And he lived his life in such a way that God was able to decide, you know what, I don't even think I want death to come for you. I just want to take you into heaven. And for that to like be Like, I'm that, ready for you now, homie. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. You, made it, you made it to the dream team, my guy. Stop. <laughs> you passed with flying colors. I want to live my life in such a way that I'm passing with flying colors. God didn't yeah. mention that Enoch was fine. God didn't mention yeah. that Enoch was over six feet. God did not mention that Enoch had six-pack abs. God did not I'd mention like that think, Enoch I'd had like six figures. I'd like to think figures. that Enoch was a tall, tall towering, strong, 365-year-old beast. <laughs> I could have played for the Lakers if he wanted to. <laughs> okay, let me live that dream. But they, but notice how they don't let us know because it's not important. No. All that was important was that he so. walked with God. Right. And then he wasn't. And then he just <laughs> wasn't. wasn't. I love how the, I just love how the Bible, like the 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 language of the Bible, it just so it it's supposed to be it's powerful, but it's also funny. Like it said, he walked with God. And then he was not yes. because God took him. He didn't him. die. He just no. wasn't again. He walked with God and then he, he was not. And then God took him. Like, no, he, he was just not was because there. For he God. was walking. He was walking. And then he just him, disappeared. Yes, because God why? God took him. took him. That's a great verse. That's fabulous. Yeah. Thank you for bi- God, get a Bible study. Yes. That was I thought this was, a, this was a great, you know. Catch us. It's a great little story. Catch us again in our next rendition of Ghetto Bible Study. Ghetto Bible Study. (laughs) (laughs) Should have a theme song. Ghetto Bible Study. Honestly, I feel like year two, this first year, you know, you have school, we're doing things. So we're just, we're here showing you that at the end of the day, when you strip away all of the tunes and things, that is talent over here. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, we'll give you the bells and whistles. Get a Bible study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I needed that. I needed a little, like, you know, something to add out. <laughs> yeah, I just had that run in, like. <laughs> this is the most, this is the most important point. I feel like everything I've said is important. I like to think that everything I say is very important. But this is the most important for today. 
if you are someone who is an ugly babe, I'm here to tell you that not everyone, I'm switching over to the American accent because it hits harder oh over God. here. Not everybody's a bad person. bitch and that's okay. Not everybody's supposed to be a bad bitch and that's okay. Do you know what makes bad bitches bad? Us, the regular bitches. Actually, that, I've, <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. You, <laughs> we don't know. You're only bad by comparison to us. Without us, Damn. you wouldn't be bad. So you're welcome. Damn. She really said you're not bad without regular people. Yes. I mean, that's true. That's true. Maybe it's not the role that you would have liked to play, but understand that it has a function. It's true. Not everybody's supposed to be a bad bitch. And it's okay if you're not a bad bitch. I'm not a bad bitch. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it many, many times. Some people were meant to be tip drills. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. You can thank me later. There was... um, <laughs> And that's okay. Oh, I can't remember this YouTuber, black girl YouTuber, but she had this... uh. 20-minute commentary about like being she's like the i'm black but not like shiny bells and whistles black like black girl magic black i'm just Damn. black bro and it made me start to think why do we hate women who are like just living in the ordinary why do we hate like just the regular old girls like not giving you fully made up black girl magic or whatever the white girl equiv- equivalents of that is um glow glowing whatever y'all do over there but what happened to just being a girl moving through the world like it why do we hate why must you be glowing must you be the finest i mean yeah because we can't we can't accept in the day and age that we live in now in the culture that we're in we can't accept when somebody doesn't care what other people think about how they look that's it that's really it we can't understand it and therefore we get upset about it and I'm saying we as a general population. I'm yeah. not saying that me personally, I am upset that Sandra in accounting wears flats and loafers on a regular basis. Because I do. But that's not the point I'm trying to make. It's just that we've come to a point where everything is about views and followers and having people have their eyes on you at all times. And if you are not aware of that and constantly working into that, there's something wrong with you. If you're not feeding into that system, there's something wrong with you. Like, and it makes me feel bad because if you're not a pretty girl, does that mean that you're not worth the care and compassion that our pretty counterparts get? Yeah. If you're ugly, you're not worth it. Like, do you not deserve to <laughs> be treated not. well? Obviously not. But. I mean, obviously you do deserve to be treated well. well. Yes. Rewind. Rewind. No, <laughs> we mean, like, obviously that is not true. <laughs> yeah. Obviously you do deserve to be treated with care and compassion and to be treated like a human being. But I, I, I would say at this place that we are in our lives now that it is that much more important that we are diligent with how much pressure as women, as guys as mm-hmm. well. But again, we're women, so I don't speak on male things. No. But as women, it's important that we are never valuing what we can physically uh, offer to the world like in our in terms of our attractiveness because at the end of the day we start creating this precedent that we need to do all it is mm-hmm. in order to be treated well and that's not that's not saying that you shouldn't put in, um you shouldn't have pride in your appearance or that you shouldn't present your best self to the world 
But there's a difference between putting your best foot forward and marketing yourself to to appease like a certain demographic. And you know what? It's just I feel like as an ugly babe, like I I'm proud of it now. I I rep my my colors. You know, when life hits me hard, I just get up and say you hit like a bitch. Stop. <laughs> Don't be that person. Don't be that girl. Oh my God, you hit like a bitch. <laughs> today, we're cussing today. People shouldn't disrespect you, and you shouldn't need to go through bad things in order to get tough skin or, or to know how to set healthy boundaries. But life is inevitable. And I think that one of the privileges of being in this camp and being an ugly babe is that you. You become like tough flower, man. Like things really just can't get to you the same way that they could before. It's a little bit, yeah. you, you struggle a little bit in the beginning and it's hard to get through high school or through middle school or sometimes even through college. But you come out of it somebody who's very clear about what they will or won't tolerate. And especially if you're someone who's also focusing on the positive traits that you um, the positive traits and the really good values and morals and characteristics you have when it comes to your interpersonal relationships, you won't mm -hmm. let anybody treat you any type of way. You don't need to be a pretty girl in order to set some quality boundaries. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, we've been tricked into thinking that ugly people deserve less, but I'm, <laughs> I'm here to be the change. <laughs> be the change. <laughs> here to tell us, ugly babes, we must rise up. You really are just Rosa Parks, aren't you? <laughs> Yes. just and, and finding what works for you yeah it, it's really just about having fun with it because at the end of the day you are going to have to live with yourself yeah, no you're going to you have to live with yourself you can't avoid it you can't you're not drown enough. yourself God in is not alcohol. going to just wasn't you, you can go out yeah you're not you know you can drown yourself in alcohol you can go out and try to make friends you can spend all of this time with other people but at the end of the day you are the only one in your head when you sleep at night. Mm. You got to love yourself. You have, to be, you have to be okay with being yourself. Which is ironic for me to say because, you know, internal trauma. We'll come back to that. <laughs> We're here also. We'll you, I like to think that, that part of this is a bit of an accountability episode for us. Now looking oh, back for, at the self-love episode. Fully. Because we like to say that we don't love ourselves, but yes, we don't really like ourselves some of the days, but we've liked ourselves enough to make some really positive changes that I don't... My dear, that's not love. That's tolerance. <laughs> that's tolerance. No, I think that's love. I, you have to love yourself enough to make, these, to make these kind of changes. Nobody, especially like no one's forcing you to be a good person. No one's forcing you to go out and do this and make friends. It's easier to point the finger. It's harder to do the internal work of figuring out what about me pops? What are my strengths? Right. Let me lean into that. That requires an act of self-love and discipline. Mm -hmm. God, these, look at us just full circling. You didn't I even know. know. Look at us. Uh -uh. Look at us being so profound. Wow. Deep. <laughs> at our young age. Knowledgeable. Mm. <laughs> young and wise. Come on. You know what? I'm even... This is such a great place. But uh, I think this is the, the perfect place to start concluding. So how stuck up? Yeah, I think I I would like to end on a positive note. I feel like sometimes we we start taking a, a downturn, but I really like where this is going, and I think that you know we should just lean into the momentum of how mm -hmm. are you going to be and a better person today after having this yeah. conversation. I mean, I'm gonna start by not calling myself pretty or ugly, and just 
kind of being happy with my personality, right? Mm. It's not about the outside. Unless I'm dating, in which case it is about the outside. But it's not a dating podcast. <laughs> this is not what we're here it's for. It's not a dating we're podcast. We're here to just, you know, trying to improve ourselves. No, but actually, actually, though, I feel like what I want to do is try and check in with all of my close friends and just touch base with them. And I really remind, take a second to remind myself why I appreciate each one of them. Because um, obviously, I have very fine friends. I also have friends who may not be conventionally, conventionally pretty, but they're still fine. And... I want to take a second to just like appreciate what makes each one of them special and what makes each one of them beautiful in their own way and kind of just like, you know, checking on them, see how they're doing, but also kind of remind myself why I'm friends with them that way. Mm. That's good. It's like a mindfulness practice. Good you. But with other people, look at me being a yogi. Proud of you. I'm a yogi, folks. I'm a yogi. <laughs> how are you trying to be a better person today? I'm trying to flex my personality outside of my friendships. This is not a dating podcast. and It's not a dating podcast. This is one of those like few moments where I'm not talking about my dating life, but I'm talking about how I'm going to move into periods when I'm meeting new people and potentially mm-hmm. people who I may or may not want to partner. Potentially is learning that I feel like because I have grown up being told that I'm essentially the ugly duckling in my family, that it's been hard and finding like this cool, very weird and quirky personality coming out. I often feel the need to kind of revert. Girl, you know, that's not who you are. Right. You're the person who's like the life of the party. You come in already making a scene. Everyone's like, feels like they know you, even they have, even though they have no idea who the fuck you are. Right. <laughs> like you're the kind of person who will walk in and leave out here like, oh my gosh, yes, Gemma, I'm so glad we got, or like we exchanged numbers. How did you meet Gemma? Honestly, I don't know. I just, <laughs> she was just over there and we started talking and. I was like, who is Gemma? <laughs> I was like, do I know Gemma? I don't need to be the pretty, cool, mysterious girl like to to get your affection or attention. Like I can be who I am, and that's just as attractive. That's a good place to start, or start or stop, right? Yeah, I think that was a really great conversation. Thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners. You see, you see, I'm letting you in small, small. Yeah, we're being vulnerable. It kind of fucking hurts. I don't like it. <laughs> my chest, my hands are shaking. I do this entire episode of being vulnerable and talk about high school and talk about being how, of how I think I'm pretty, but also don't think I'm pretty. And then at the end of it, I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> but it's good. We have to. I feel like, you know, we're... You, vulnerability. We talk about it so that you guys, you don't fall into the same traps as we did. Maybe you can learn from us. Yeah. Bypass some of our messiness. Be- Amen. Amen. But on that now, it was so great talking to all of you. As always, you can catch us on our our Instagram handle at Abeg the Pod. That's A B E G. A B E G. The P O D. Follow. She gets, this is the most excited she gets all day. Follow. Just to do that part. Just to do the, that bit. We are 
are there. I beg the pod. We're just, I don't even know where we're being innovative and creative over here. Well, well, <laughs> close us out. Good night, everybody. <laughs> it was nice to talk to you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of a big podcast. We'll see you next two weeks. Bye. Bye.